So, Leslie, thanks for your time. It's lovely to speak with you. Thank you, Peter. Uh, what I'd like to do is talk to you about your history with the PSA. Um, so how did you get involved with the PSA? How did it start for you? Well, it started way back in 2001 by a, a wonderful man that a lot of people will know, Frank Furness. And I decided um, around that time that I wanted to become a professional speaker, and I didn't really know what it entailed. Um, I knew I was reasonably good at presenting, and it just appealed to me. And um, the international scene as well appealed to me. I wanted to travel, and I thought this was a great way to, to do it. And I actually went on one of Frank's boot camps. Um, I'd seen this advertised in the paper at the, the wonderful Watford Ramada Hotel. Oh, yes, that I, I remember. Place. Yes. <laughs> and I went along to Frank's boot camp not knowing anything about PSA. And, of course, he highly promoted PSA there. And I thought, well, I have to join. And, of course, I did. And it was the best thing I've ever done in my speaking career. I can quite categorically say that. And that, so that's where it started way back um, through Frank. And I haven't looked back since. Amazing, isn't it? A lot of roads lead to Frank. Yeah, and they, they usually, some, usually something sold. So, so you got it. So, so what happened? Which was your 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 first event for the PSA? Do you remember that? I do remember it um, very clearly. Uh, it was at a, a hotel in Coventry, not the the one we've just been to at the Hilton, but somewhat somewhere else. And I just remember being totally inspired by the whole event and looking at some of these speakers who were presenting the workshops and certainly on the main stage. And I remember uh, Graham Davis was um, doing some link presenting, I believe. And I just looked at some of these people and thought, wow, what, I, what, I, one day I want to, to do that. But it's, it seems so unattainable at this stage when I'm just starting off. Um, but it always inspired me to get better and to speak more at that stage. Um, so I do remember the effect it had on me, rather than lots of the details, because I think I was pretty overwhelmed by the first conference, but I, I remember very clearly the effect it, it had on me, yes. It's funny, isn't it? I mean, so many people say that, don't they, that they come, they come to perhaps a national convention or, or certainly one of the regional meetings, but invariably the national convention, they, 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 they can't remember generally the speakers themselves and quite often they don't remember the content. It's just, it's just the, it's like coming home basically, isn't it? It is, and, and there's nothing that would stop me, or it would take a lot to stop me coming to a, a PSA convention now. I mean, it, it's, as you say, it's not all about the, the convention, but it really is there that you get to meet some amazing people. And it's, it's often, I've always said, that it's not always the things that people say on the stage. It's the, the chats that you have in the bar or at dinner or just in the corridor in passing with a couple of minutes chat that really make inspire you most or you take away. Or it might be something a speaker said that indirectly makes you think of something else that you could be doing in your business or gives you an idea. And for me, it's time out of the, the business for me to reflect and, and listen and just be creative and come up with new things that perhaps I wouldn't have come up with if I was in the normal um, business environment. So it's, it's an amazing experience and the whole network of, of speakers that I have now around me, and in the world as well, not just in the PSA UK, um, but that's where it all started. I, I, it's just second to none. It's, it's amazing, isn't it, really, how these things develop. So, yeah. so, so you saw a bunch of people and thought, wow. Yep. And then how did you get more involved? What happened then? Um, well, I tried to go to as many meetings as I could, chapter meetings as, as they were then, no regions. Um, and uh, I guess it was about 2005 that I decided I wanted to start now doing more international 
work. And I, uh, I started to travel and go to some of the other conventions. And then I became the, the representative for the IFFPS, as it was then, on the um, PSA UK board, so the representative for the international um, part of that. So I, that was my first entry to the, the um, PSA uh, board, where I could actually help to, um, to support the PSA in a more central role and do what I, I could to, to help with the, um, the strategy and the forward thinking of where the PSA was, was going. Um, so that was back in 2005, I believe it was. Um, and I've stayed on the board um, ever since then, I think in that role for uh, two or three years. Um, and now I'm a company director on the board, which is the, the name on the, the legal documents at Companies House. And I absolutely love working directly with the, the PSA board. I think it's very um, inspirational to work with people who are forward-thinking, who really want to do good for the, for the PSA. Um, it's not always easy, um, but I love being involved at that level where we can make a difference and listen to what people are, are wanting and activate, uh, act, act on that. It's lovely to hear you talk about uh, the fact of being involved and getting involved. Uh, and, you know, every interview that, that, that we've done in recent times, certainly on Moving Voices, you hear about someone where they start at one point of their career and, and then a few years later, you know, their career has blossomed and moved on to other things. And it's very easy to actually see the person as they are now as opposed to the person mm. they were then, if that makes sense. Uh, and, and, and to serve the PSA gives you far more than you ever give it, really. Would you agree? I absolutely would agree, yeah. It's, it's, it's helped me to develop very much so. I remember my very first board meeting and I was scared to say a word, you know, just in awe of these people who have been around for a while and know what's going on and I'd never been a member of any other board anywhere, so it was all a brand new experience to me. So I can absolutely agree with that, Peter. I've learned so much from other people around me, not just um, from in the speaking business, but in terms of how boards run and leadership styles of different people and different presidents we've had over the years and that, that real collaborative um, work and effort that every board member puts in. It's, it's been fascinating. So yeah, it's been a real journey for me. It's, uh, I've evolved as a person and learnt many things since those early days. Uh, just talk about things in general. Obviously, where was your business at that time? Because again, mm -hmm. with most people in the PSA, they tend to be running their own businesses as we know. So your business as you walked through the door originally, uh, back in 2001 with Frank and boot camps, etc. What was it then? And what has it developed into? Um, I was more of a consultant then, doing very, um, you know, the odd um, presentation, getting reasonably low fees or no fees at the time. Um, so it was much more of a, I was much more of a consultant, uh, an image consultant really at the time. Um, and then it just evolved from me speaking more. Um, it allowed me the network around me of speakers, as I said, in the PSA UK, but then eventually internationally, allowed me to have the the insight into how I could develop the the, the business more. So it's gone from being um, just me as a, as a consultant and, and speaking occasionally to me speaking um, internationally most of the time now and having be, having built my walking tour business so that I have other people delivering the, the training methodology and getting the word out and, and getting the brand out there rather than just me doing it. So um, it's a more scalable business now um, and a lot of those skills and um, lessons that I've applied to my business have come through the PSA network hearing how other people have done it, the mistakes they've made, so I don't make the same same ones, although, of course, there have been mistakes along the way. Um, so it's enabled me now to go from just being a consultant and doing um, the odd speech that wasn't always paid 
to doing a lot of international speaking and, and paid good fees and having a scalable business with the walking tour businesses as, as well. And I'm doing a lot more consultancy now as, as well, as I think a lot of speakers are. It's not just about delivering that 45-minute keynote. Um, it often then evolves into consultancy projects and coaching as well. So the, the business is a, is a lot bigger, it's a lot more, uh, has a lot more of a solid foundation and, and it's scalable, which I think is the important thing. I don't know if you remember that uh, at the convention Paul McGee talked on, on the Sunday at the, you know, the Super Extra session, he talked about the fact that his breakthrough in many ways, and I remember it quite vividly when he brought the whole Sumo branding together and he got Sumo as a book going. Uh, I can also remember seeing your book uh, at the Orange Studio, was it was called, uh, then, uh, where we used to hold our meetings when I was regional president uh, for, for the Midlands chapter, as it, as it was then. I always remember, seriously, looking at the bookcase, and your book was there, and it had just gone in. And people used to walk past and say, wow, and you used to say, well, that's one of our PSA speakers. Now, I've never told you that. Just, no, you haven't. No, I'm amazed. No, it's only just occurred to me. But, but was, uh, was that a real breakthrough for you? Yeah, the book, I, I think any speaker who really wants to position themselves as an, as an expert has to have a book. It, for me, it just launched me as the expert on personal branding. And I got lucky, really, with the brand. I can't say that I planned it all um, as it's turned out. Um, but the, the, the brand of Walking Tall, the, the yellow, the giraffe, has just stood out for me. And, and people will often remember the brand and not always my name, which is absolutely fine. Uh, and it really has been... Um, uh, I've really been able to leverage off of that brand in a, in a big way as a speaker. So it, uh, it's, it's nice to hear you saw that. In a lot of ways, it doesn't surprise me because I hear these stories a lot where people have noticed the book. Or, In fact, I had a booking just a couple of weeks ago with uh, Marriott Hotel Group, and it was one of the HR managers who had kept my book on her shelf for the last eight years. And um, they were organizing an HR conference in Istanbul, and she, she saw my book and thought, I wonder if Leslie's still speaking, and contacted me from that. So it's the best business card you could ever have, and, and really it did, yeah, it, was, it was a, had a huge impact on my speaking career. Was that the biggest one for you, the biggest movement forward? Um, it was certainly one of the major ones, yeah. I, I worked with a, a publicist. Um, in the early days just before I, I got the contract um, with McGraw-Hill for the book and working with a publicist for seven years really helped me a lot as well. Now that was a big investment um, but I really do believe the number of articles and TV appearances and radio stuff that I got from that was massive. So that was another big, um, it had another big impact in, in launching my career, the book and the publicist. Okay, uh, I'm going to ask you a controversial question now, and, mm. and you don't know I'm going to ask it you, and if, to be honest, it's only just occurred to me, but I'd like to, and, and, and you'll, you'll tell me if you don't want to give me the answer, uh, and that is that um, some years ago, some people said there weren't enough women speakers in the PSA, and uh, I'm glad to say that, that there were actually more women presenters uh, than men at the convention this year, which was mm -hmm. a fabulous result, I think. And as a woman speaking now for, for some years on the, on the speaking circuit, uh, how do you find the marketplace now for women speakers in general? Do you know, Peter, I will, um, I'll take it back a stage uh, because I have never seen, this is the honest truth, I've never seen myself as a female speaker. I've always seen myself as a speaker. And I never would um, use it to my advantage or I don't think it should be a disadvantage or is a disadvantage. Um, and I remember um, way back, Ricky Arundel organized a Sunday morning session after the PSA 
for um, female speakers, for us to, to network mm, and yes, get I together. Yeah. And I felt very uncomfortable with that because I thought, I, I don't actually see why we're doing this because I don't see myself as a female speaker. Now, that may sound bizarre, but I still don't. Um, I, I see my competition as female speakers and, and male speakers. It, it doesn't matter. Now, whether I get booked sometimes because they've got a, um, a whole conference full of male speakers and they need a female, um, I don't know. But I've never viewed it as, as that. Um, one of the, the, the most powerful testimonials I've ever had, um, I was in two minds whether to use or not, but it is on my speaker sheet. I decided to use it. And it was from um, the uh, Institute of Sales and Marketing Management when I spoke at their successful selling event. Um, it was an 1,800-strong audience at the NEC, no, the ICC in Birmingham. Um, you may know the event. And one of the, uh, the testimonials I got from that, from the organizer, was probably the best female speaker we've ever had at this conference. And I thought, wow, that's a, that's a fantastic accolade, but I was in two minds whether to use it because it just defined me as a female speaker. Um, but I have used it, and I think it's had a, the desired impact. So it's an interesting thing. I don't actually see myself any different, which might be a bizarre answer to your question. <laughs> no, it's not. In fact, if I was a betting man, I would have put a tenner on the answer you were going to give. <laughs> would you? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, because I know absolutely that's exactly you. And that's I, I, kind of the reason why I asked the question. Uh, be, be, because, uh, you know, I think in many ways it's absolutely right. I, I think most female speakers that we know of that are in the PSA think exactly the same, mm. and I think it's absolutely right. Uh, yeah. There are different speakers at different levels of ability doing different things, and uh, although there are some obvious things that are different from time to time, generally, mm. as you say, a speaker is a speaker. Yep, absolutely, uh, that's what I think. It's all about the subject, isn't it? It's all about the quality of what's, what's happening that really counts. Yes, and I remember um, a, a session I went to at the NSA um, where the, the, the speaker there at the breakout session was saying that women generally don't talk about as powerful a subject or the, the, the subjects are softer. Mm. Um, and that pretty much uh, annoyed me at the, the time. I, think, <laughs> I bet it did. Yeah, it did. <laughs> um, I think, well, yes, okay, there might be some women speakers who speak on softer subjects, but so do men. And um, there's some women who speak on very powerful topics. A lot of women who speak on very powerful um, topics and speak on them very well. So I don't think we can um, differentiate, really. I agree with you. Well, we're getting towards the end of the interview already, believe it or not, but what I would say, a couple of things. If people want to know more about you, about Leslie Everett, how do they find you? Well, I've got two websites, Peter. Um, the, 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 the one about me more is lesleyeverett.com, um, as you'd expect, and that's me as a, as a speaker and coach. And then my business um, website is walkingtool.org. Org, and that's where they can find out more about the the team at Walking Tall and the um, the methodology we've used and how I've branded perhaps Walking Tall separately to how I've branded um, the LeslieEverett.com site. But there are some synergies between the two, which you'll see if you if you look at them both. And a great branding of a giraffe. Yes, <laughs> when you're only five foot one and a half, that giraffe really does make an impact. <laughs> Same height as my wife. Oh really? Uh, yes. So last point, just very briefly. What, where, where is Leslie Everett now? Where are you going? What's happening over the next uh, few days, weeks, months for you? Well, I just got back from San Diego speaking at the uh, Marketing Directors Forum there. I'm off to Iran um, next week uh, to speak for the first time there. I think there's only been four female speakers there, so that's going to be an interesting um, trip. Um, and from the way back from there, I'm speaking in Istanbul, and then I'm off to Toronto and Montreal um, calling in at the CAPS convention on the way where I'm, I'm not speaking, but I'm doing a meet the 
the experts' um, session. So that's my speaking for the, um, I, I'm speaking to the Marriott Hotel a couple of times in between there and um, the ICAEW in London and a few other events that uh, are in the diary. Um, I'm heavily involved in the, the Global Speakers Federation because you, you may know that I'm Vice President, which means I'm President in the year 2013-14. to 14. So a lot of my time is spent, even now as Vice President, um, working on, on the, with the leadership team of the, the GSF. And also we've got the Global Speakers Summit coming up in Vancouver 2013. And believe it or not, we're working on the planning for that now. So um, I'm a very busy bee at the moment. There's lots, lots going on, but lots of fun. Well, uh, uh, regular listeners to Moving Voices know that in the past, uh, you know, we've uh, interviewed Alan Stevens regularly about GSF, and I'm, I'm, I'm pleased to say that Leslie's agreed to do exactly the same thing to keep us up to date with that. So, Leslie, in the near future, uh, I'll be interviewing you again to Moving Voices to tell us what is happening with GSF and, of course, uh, the events that are coming up. Uh, but thanks for taking the time out. We really appreciate it, and uh, we'll speak to you soon. Thanks, Leslie. Thanks very much, Peter. Thanks. Mm-hmm.